welcome randos to our glorious purpose in the new multiverse of fandom and what a multiverse it is brian welcome or will be welcome in randos we are the fandom at random tandem we've got brian at random we've got ed at random we're back again and this is week two of marvel boogaloo (laughs) so we had black widow last week which again, if you've seen the new Black Widow film, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can't handle much greatness like that, fandom. <laughs> but if, if, if you want to hear our opinions on that, hop over to fandomatrandom.com. All the ways to watch us and listen to us and you, like and follow. If you want to hear the right opinion, then listen only to my part. Yeah, <laughs> don't listen to this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking you about. You know what? I uh, we haven't mentioned in a while. I wanted to bring up our merch line, man. That's we, true. We got know, merch. Yeah, we got a lot of good merch, good-looking merch, and we haven't mentioned it in a little bit. Just wanted to bring it up, make sure peop- the people knew that we got some badass hoodies, koozies, T-shirts, baby uniforms, whatever. Go and look it up, fandomatrandom.com. Click the store button. Yeah, so today, today, Randos, as I mentioned, we are burdened with glorious purpose to talk about Loki Season 1. And if you're just getting into the show, you can go go back a couple episodes. We actually did a random reaction of episode one of Loki. So we're not going to spend too much time on episode one today. Yeah. Uh, but a couple things off the bat, we do want to mention there is going to be spoilers. Very much. There will be spoilers. So be prepared if you have not seen it and you do not want shit to get spoiled. Hit the pause button. Come back after you've seen this absolutely terrific show. Yeah. So... Brian, we're going to get right into our review today, but is there any news, anything else that you want to mention before we get in here? We're not going to do a full news at random, but maybe a couple Yeah, things. no, I mean, you know, I mentioned something here just because I thought it was really cool. We were just talking about Nintendo Switch and the portable gaming community. Uh, the Steam Deck, not to be confused with the Stream Deck. I got that going. Um... I, was it out already? Is it out already? No. No. The pre okay. the pre-orders just went live. So yeah, they just went live. You can order three different versions, you know, 64 gig, 255, 555, some shit like that. Uh prices going from 399 to 599. Yeah, so Valve Valve is entering the handheld market. And they already have, you know, if you're if you're on a PC and you game at all, you use Steam. Yes. I mean, Steam Even is... Even I use Steam. Yeah. I mean, Steam is the ultimate marketplace if you're on a PC. And they're making a handheld in direct competition with the Nintendo Switch. And it will be interesting because the Steam library is massive. Let me just tell you that if it works, if the controls, the joysticks, the <clears throat> feel of it are all great... This could wipe out the Switch as far as I'm... Not wipe it out, because you'll always have Nintendo exclusives. But, dude, this is like a portable mini low-to-mid-tier PC that you can play from, I don't know, the modern to all classic Steam library games. So, that's pretty big in my book. It's, It's also huge because they're targeting a... They have an instant, like, just demographic of... It's, it's anyone that's ever PC gamed that has a Steam library. Yeah. And anybody that's used Steam, you know, when they do their sales, like the summer sale, the fall sale, you just go gangbusters <laughs> buying shit because it's so goddamn cheap. And everybody out there has these giant Steam libraries of games that they've never even 
cracked because it's just it's too much. Like I've got it's not an exaggeration. I have hundreds of games in my Steam library. I'm not so, there yet, but so yeah. So you mean to tell me now I can buy this handheld console? I think it was what three four hundred dollars, three ninety nine for the starting. Point. So yeah. yeah, so you buy the three ninety nine console, but I don't need to buy any games. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah, if you're talking Battlefield 2042 that's coming out in October, or even Modern Warfare, you might have a little bit of a struggle on this Steam Deck. But, dude, I just bought Batman Arkham Origins for 5 bucks. That's a pretty decent-looking open-world Batman game that you're telling me I could play mobile? Like, I'm sold right there. And then, like you said, you can go back and play all your games that you have in your library. It's a it's big. They need to make it work well, but it's big. It shows control being played on there, doom shit. They got everything. So so I it's funny cuz after this news, we we won't spend too much more time on this yeah. cuz we'll get into the review, but after after this broke, I hopped on, you know, Reddit. I was in the Nintendo subreddit, Nintendo Switch subreddit. Yeah. I also hopped on the Xbox subreddit. Hmm. And there was an article someone linked that it was teased in the last week or so that, again, this is all speculation rumor, but behind the scenes, Microsoft might be working on a handheld as well. That doesn't surprise me. To work in tandem with their Game Pass. So it That'd would launch It would launch and have, they're, they're saying potentially within the next one to two years, so it would launch and have specs, hardware, similar to their Xbox Series S that's already out. And just shrunken down, but in a handheld form factor with the full Game Pass access and a handheld, that could be a big winner too. It could. But at the same time, just like the problem they have with the console now, you can play almost anything new or recent from Xbox on PC. So you have two platforms. That that eliminates console sales at least a little bit. Obviously, they've been doing great so far. This is going to be shipping in December 2021. I look at this like I look at the Oculus Quest. This could open up portable gaming forever if it works well right out of the gate. Yeah. And if it does, Xbox coming out with one after that, it's just not going to hit the same. You know? Might not. Might not. Well, we it remains to be seen. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you... I thought it was cool. So I thought we'd let the uh, community know. Yeah, it was big news. Yeah, it was worth mentioning. All right, let's get into our random review of season one of Loki. Okay. Loki season one. So the last of the big three Marvel TV shows that were announced mm -hmm. at the initial, you know, when Disney Plus said they were doing this, we knew we were getting WandaVision, we knew we were getting Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and then Loki was waiting in the wings. And now that we've seen the end of this, it makes perfect sense as to why this was the third one. Definitely. The last one yep. to launch before they get into some of their new phase shit. Yeah. So we'll kind of jump. We'll we'll go again. We'll follow the timeline. The, the, the primary. Sacred the timeline. sacred timeline. And we'll start with episode one. And we are going to very quickly skim over this because we already talked about this a couple weeks ago yeah. in our random reaction video. But, you know, pretty much you get the 
altered variant version of Loki from first Avengers movie from the first Avengers yep. film and we see him get dragged into the TVA and goes through all that bullshit and meets Agent Mobius played by Owen Wilson who did wow. an amazing <laughs> wow, wow who did an amazing job in this series as did Tom Hiddleston as did most of the actors and actresses all very good <laughs> but ends up and and this was one of the things that I was so nervous about going into the series because I was so afraid that we were going to have to wait until this entire series was done to regain all of the all of the the character development yeah. that the Loki we knew and loved from the the primary MCU movies. You know, we weren't getting that Loki. It's a variant. It's a different yes. Loki. He hasn't experienced that shit. Luckily, they kind of nipped that in the bud right in the first episode. Luckily, but at the same time. On my end, I consider it a little bit of a disadvantage. We'll talk more about that later. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of this episode, Mobius brought in this variant version of Loki to hunt another variant version of Loki who has been just causing chaos with the TVA. Yes. So enter episode two, the variant. The variant. So this whole episode, and we're going to kind of skim through some of these episodes in the middle because I, really the meat of the series was in these last couple episodes. The meat and the potatoes. Oh, yeah. There, there was a lot of taters. <laughs> taters precious. Taters precious. <laughs> so in the second one, Loki's officially working with Mobius and the TVA to try to hunt down his variant, the yeah. other Loki. And it's pretty cool. I mean, this episode was much more of a... You know, quasi-time detective, time cop episode, like him and Mobius, like a buddy cop kind of thing. You know, doing the research, and this was really Loki realizing, like, oh, shit, like, the TVA, like, this is some serious power. This some serious shit, man. Like, like, (laughs) like, who are the timekeepers? Who are these people? Yeah, he's realizing what's going on with them, what they're capable of, while at the same time we get a good buddy cop drama, like you said, which I feel like... Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been. They got it right in Loki. Yeah, know? I agree. So Loki and Mobius work together, and they finally figure out that the variant is staying hidden by constantly hopping to different apocalypses. Yes. Like like just end world events. And she can do that because there's no way to detect any disturbances in the timeline because anything she does yeah. or interacts with the world's ending anyway, Timeline so it doesn't matter. Kaput. So Loki figures that out. It's pretty genius. I thought that was a, a kind of a cool plot line, plot point. It was a little point. hard for me to believe that nobody thought of that before, but believable at least. So, yeah. So they end up hunting down this variant of Loki uh, at, in 2050 Alabama, which uh, there's this massive hurricane that's going to wipe it out. And turns out it's a female version of Loki, which does not go by Loki. Yeah. It's, I would have liked to see a uh, apocalypse type event from something we lived through. That would have been a little cooler instead of a made up one in the future. But that's nitpicky. So I mean, we we tech, we got to Pompeii. see Pompeii. I was gonna say yeah. we got to see Pompeii. But like I don't know, Hurricane Katrina or um, maybe that would have hit too close to home. Nine eleven. That'd be ballsy, but I would have liked it. Yeah that that would have been oof. hiding in the trade center. Yeah, that would have been that would have been that's some. That's the thing with Marvel, man. They don't take those risks. <laughs> they hang on to that safety net by their good hand. Their yeah. strong hand, child. <laughs> <laughs> Let me mix up those mashed potatoes for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then we get Lady Loki at the end, which 
I was all about it first, but go on. And I don't want to skim over the fact that Lady Loki enchants Hunter B-15, who was a dick to, ah, to yes. the, like, regular Loki in the first episode. And that that right there, the whole enchantment thing, is a huge plot line in the series. But So at the end of this, Loki ends up encountering Sylvie, so the female Loki. They have the banter back and forth. He ends up following her. Through a I think it time was C twenty. Sorry to correct you, but I think it was Hunter C twenty. No, was it C twenty? Yeah, it was the younger one, the with the braids and stuff. She had the life before. That's... No, she gets B fifteen in this too. Oh, does she get B fifteen? Yes, it starts... so we're not talking about the one who went insane. No, no, no. Okay, uh, all right, oh, gotcha. Or who who allegedly 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 went insane? Went insane yeah, which okay, that's that's what we're gonna get into now. So Loki follows her. You know, Mobius now is he's on the hook. So episode three, Lamentus. So this one was a filler for me. It it yeah. kind of was. It kind of was. So they go back. They end up using the Tempad to go to Lamentis. Again, another apocalypse-level event that's going to level this planet. But the Tempad runs out of power. And like you said, this whole episode was... It wasn't filler for me, but it was it was more character development between these two. It was building the chemistry between Loki... And Sylvie. So here's my problem. Unfortunately, I think there is zero chemistry between Sylvie and Loki, period. I just really? didn't feel it, didn't see it, and that episode was so boring to me because neither of them. After seeing him and Owen Wilson together, it felt like this took five giant steps back in chemistry. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute yeah. then. So I agree with you half-heartedly. I agree with you... 50% of the way. I think Tom Hiddleston did a much better job portraying his kind of want, need, infatuation yeah. with the with Sylvie. But I I don't think Sylvie really... And again, you know, Sylvie is much more guarded. That's, that's within the character. Yeah. But I do agree it wasn't... Even if you're guarded, there are many instances out there where the chemistry can still work in a way... And it's, I don't know, it's almost like magic when it works, you know? There's nothing specific that really, you know, you can point to the writing and the dialogue and the directing, but really it's just about the actors and actresses and the chemistry they have off screen and on screen that comes together to make it feel real. And Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston have that. And uh, what's her face there? Sylvie, played by Sophia DiMartino. DiMartino. I don't think it's her fault because I've had problems with her through the whole season. I think it's more how they wrote her than how she played her, and we'll get more into that. But yeah, this was very much a drag for me because I, I didn't feel it coming from Lady Loki. Yeah, so they're, again, on this planet. Shit's about to go down. They're trying to find a way to recharge the Tempad. They end up sneaking onto a train with a little bit of Loki magic and you get a bit more character building in there. Loki yeah. ends up getting shit faced. He's like <laughs> yeah. singing, smashing <laughs> bottles. Another right. One and, bottle of beer on the wall. <laughs> so it was it was comical too and they had they had a couple deep moments, but the to me the the best part of this episode was towards the end where, you know, especially after the Tempad breaks and they're like, shit, how are we gonna get off this planet? There is a ship that they that Sylvie knows of that is going to try to get off this planet, but she knows ultimately it gets destroyed by incoming meteors. But Loki's like, well, 
maybe we can hijack it and we can change fate. Yeah. So at the very end, it's just chaos because everyone's trying to get off this planet. You see the meteor come down, blows the ship up, that and they're cool just like, scene. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And it was it was a cool kind of moment just seeing them so defeated. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, like, we're probably going to die. <laughs> right? They're just, yeah, you get the scene of them together sitting down on the rocks and the giant cloud coming after them, something like Armageddon. Uh, and then we don't want to <laughs> close my eyes. And then we get the little incestuous hand touch, like something's happening here. We don't know if it's sister brother, stepsister brother, or girlfriend boyfriend. That's yeah. The there range. was some sweet home Alabama, yeah, going on in this and series. And it gets worse. And it gets wow, wow, wow. But yeah, that somehow. So did they explain this at the end? That branches the timeline a little bit when she has a moment with Loki because they explore it, but I don't think they ever actually say what could have happened from it. So it's it's them kind of, and th this happens in the next episode, what you're mentioning. Oh, does it? So the, the, See, And I'm it's called the Nexus here. event. So now let's get into episode four, Nexus event. So they're still on Lamentus and Sylvie starts opening up to Loki and starts explaining, hey, you know, I was abducted as a child. You know, I never even knew what my Nexus event was. It was bullshit. And, you know, Loki, again, they're they're troubled people. Yes. So they can they can definitely relate to one another. And at this point, they like you said, they have almost like a what is it? Like their their hands touch or something like that. Yeah, I think she puts her hand on his hand or um knee or his third leg. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it it actually creates it creates a unique branch timeline. Yeah. When that happens, and that's what alerts the TVA that, hey, something's going on. This is how they track them down. Ultimately, it saves them, but it also imprisons them. Yes. So they end up getting dragged back to the, the TVA, and uh, we get the very funny moment of uh, Mobius locking Loki in the time <laughs> loop. With Lady Sif. And we get Sif back, yeah. I love Jamie Alexander, and it's been, what, six years since we've seen her? I was, so that was pretty cool. I, I think it was actually criminal. Like, that they yes. didn't use her more. Yeah, she was one of the, not the first, but one of the first badass women warriors we got in the MCU. Definitely should have used her more. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen her in the that endgame scene. Yes. Where they have, like, all of the, That would know, have been cool. The girl power scene. Yeah. That the boys did so and much better. It would have been so much more believable with badass Lady Sif in there. Oh, Brian, girls get it done. Mm-hmm. So... At this point, they Sometimes. go back, and this is where you can see the cracks start to develop with Mobius's trust yeah. in the TVA. So he meets up with Renslayer, which we haven't talked too much about, played by Renslayer. Uh, yeah, Gugu Mbatha Ra. Oh, the I think, judge. Yeah, Ravona yeah. Renslayer, the judge, who I think I think she did a pretty good job. You know, I yeah. I, I liked it. She she kept it kind of reserved until. It kind of spun a little bit in the end. You're like, oh, shit, she's up to no good. Yeah. Well, she's also hardcore loyal to the TVA, too, which always means trouble when you're too much of a loyalist. Yeah, and you can you can see the cracks, the cracks starting to form, and it really starts with, you know, Loki just telling, trying to tell Mobius, like, dude, like, you're a variant, <laughs> which is what, 
you know, Loki was told by Sylvie. Yep. But now it's going from a Loki to a Loki to Mobius. Mm. So Mobius at first is like, I, there's no way I can trust this. <laughs> yeah, okay, Loki. <laughs> but you can tell, like, Mobius is always kind of... Yeah, because he ends He's up, always suspected that something is up. Right. I mean, he always wanted to drive a jet ski. Oh, and man. it is... We're going to talk about you that. You just mentioned the, the word criminal. We'll talk about it. But something criminal about that scene with the jet ski that we should have gotten. No, I know. Anyway, I know. he goes to the judge... Uh, with a little hesitation, he's like, hey, you know, so... Tell, tell me about C-20. I was told. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about C-20. He, he starts asking questions. Like you said, the cracks start to show. Yeah, and you can tell Renslayer does not want him... She's to, like... She's like, yeah, she is trying to steer him away from this. She's like John Taffer. Shut it down! Shut <laughs> it down now! <laughs> and, you know, at this point... They're uh, they're going back and forth, and you know they're having drinks. And he swipes her tempad, mm-hmm. ends up going and ends up finding the interviews with C twenty, and that's when he realizes like, oh shit, like she's lying. Yeah, she's absolutely lying. So he goes back, you ends up talking to Loki, liar. and they have another kind of almost a heart to heart moment. Like, okay, like this is legit. Mobius is like, all right, I'm breaking you out of here. We need to like. We need to take this down. Yeah. As soon as they come out, Renslayer's there with the other people. And at first, you could see Mobius, like, desperately trying to play it off. Like, yeah. oh, you know, we're, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Just, Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> and I love that that moment with Owen Wilson. He did such a good job with, you know, he's like, well, uh, you know, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about how, uh, you know, I used to have a life. <laughs> yeah. Until the TVA took it away from me, you know. Yeah. I could have been on a jet ski. Like, it's boiling up in him, and he can't hold it in any longer. And this is is where, like, a lot of the shocking moments happen. Yeah. Like, the last 20 minutes of the episode. So, he ends up getting pruned. Right. By that little, like, the magic glow stick. And instantly, my wife and I were like, no! (laughs) I was like, oh, shit! Actually, she said no! And I went, wow. Wow. (laughs) So, I was pretty upset about that. And then... Literally, like, 10 minutes later, so Loki and Sylvie force Renslayer to take them down to the Timekeepers. Yeah. And it's so funny, like, because I'm seeing the Timekeepers, and I kind of turn to my wife, and I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't know. They look kind of shitty. Yeah, that and if they were real, we wouldn't be seeing them right now I'm in like, episode four. <laughs> and I'm looking up there, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't know, something with the CGI, I'm like, this just doesn't look that good. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, they were but, animatronics, yeah. not CGI. <laughs> and it was a very, like, Wizard of Oz moment. Yeah. I mean, it seemed a little predictable. The timekeepers were very much a focus. We got to see them very early. Everything leading up to it, you were like, something's up with the timekeepers. I mean, they're, they're established know? in Marvel lore. Oh, absolutely. But in this show, it just had a feeling and then when they cut the head off i'm like yeah yep see there it is so all that shit goes down and they end up taking out their they think they're going to take out the timekeepers they end up taking out the guards and then loki and sylvie again having that kind of heart-to-heart moment and then renslayer ends up pruning loki (laughs) and at this point i'm like what the hell is happening Uh, yeah me too but at the same time i'm like okay so owen wilson's death just kind of became less important now that Loki just got pruned. Yeah, I mean, I 
I had that in the back of my mind, but then at the same time, I'm like, would Marvel be ballsy enough to do this? Yeah, like I arguably asked... the two highest like A-lister characters on this show with still two episodes to go. Would they take them out for the remainder? And then I remember the past 23 films, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, of course not. No, we knew they would. Yeah, no. So then we got we actually got a mid credit scene in here. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. So, and you get Loki waking up just in an unknown place, and he sees the other Loki variants. Oh, man. <laughs> I... I told you me and you were going to have different feelings on this show, and this was one of those moments where I was like... So, episode five, <laughs> and I'm curious here. We can talk about it as it comes up naturally. Yeah. So, Renslayer ends up talking to Sylvie, saying, you know, when Loki was pruned, because she she knows she's going to die, so she's trying to stall. Yeah. Tell Sylvie, it's like, no, no, no. It's like, I didn't kill him. <laughs> I didn't kill him. I sent him to, like, the void at the end of time. So... Sylvie starts saying, all right, well, how do I get there? So they end up pulling, uh, they end up talking to Miss Minutes, which, again, voiced by Tara Strong. Yes. I love that character, Harley man. Quinn herself. Yeah, I, uh, Bubbles Wish from we Powerpuff saw, Girls. Yeah. I mean, so many great voices. Tommy Pickle. Oh, wait, no, wait, uh, wrong, wrong girl. Anyway, um, I do wish we got to see more of Miss Minutes, and I wish we could have saw her become more. That was a little disappointing. I bet we'll see more of her in season two. Probably. Maybe like a come to life type thing. Which again, spoiler, there is going to be a season two. Rule 34, they'll be pouring about Miss Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into it. Into it. Let's go. So at this point, they realize Miss Minutes is stalling and the TVA shows up and Sylvie is like, all right, Hail Mary time. <laughs> she ends up pruning herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and going to the void. And at this point, it flashes back, and you see Loki mm-hmm. already in the void. And there's this giant goddamn monster cloud thing. I'm like, what is this, Lost? I thought it was Demon Bear from New Mutants, dude. It, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, they wouldn't. Okay, they won't. No, all right. Uh, but for a split second, I thought they were going to cross over with New Mutants for a minute. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Uh, interesting, but yeah. But uh, so it's uh, Elioth who is just destroys everything in the void. Yeah, just a beast that was created by the chaos of the timeline. But he gets brought up to speed by Team Loki. Yeah. All right, so tell me tell me about this. What's your issue with uh, all these variant Lokis? So it, I didn't necessarily have an issue right away. I just knew that uh, it was Easter egg fodder. It was just going to be there for the... YouTube videos, the podcast, the East, how many Easter eggs were in this show. It was just going to turn out to be them not really needing to be there at all. It was just a little bit of fun, which it completely ended up being. You could argue one of them were a little bit important, but otherwise. Classic Loki, man. Richard Grant. Yes. As classic Loki was awesome. And seeing him busting out those uh, those powers and building a goddamn city out of the illusion power he has was badass. Not any city, man. No, yeah, Asgard. He built Asgard. Asgard, of course, yeah. Uh, But otherwise, it was just... So, all right, I'll fast forward ahead. They ended up being nowhere near important. And at the same time, you're trying to tell me Loki, the most mischievous character in the MCU... You have a ton of different variants of them, and none of them betray, manipulate, or 
uh, run away in that end battle of episode five because I was expecting some of them to try and uh, spin it to their advantage. They did. I mean, that totally happened. They were when you had. What are you talking about? What do you mean? They they completely backstabbed each other. So you had the so the one of the original three Lokis, the ones with the hammer, the gold hammer. Mm-hmm. You know, he brought in the the Tom the other Tom Hiddleston Loki, the president Loki. The one in the suit that came in with the helmet. Oh, the he brought it. So I think so I might have missed he, a chunk of this. Oh, you missed a big chunk. Because, then, because I'm that, talking about it. totally the, happened. At the end of the episode, they're all like, we're with you. We're not going to run away. Blah, blah, blah. It, I mean, that was the very select few. Also, shout out to Crokey. Crocodile Loki or Gator Loki. He was the best. I didn't know how to feel about that. I kind of liked it, but it at was the same amazing. time, it was like. It was so so weird. (laughs) It was so campy. I loved it. It was, and I, it might hit for me. We even got Frog Thor tomorrow, but Frog Thor I liked. Yeah, I was happy about that. (laughs) But it just felt like we should have seen more mischief and more. They all betrayed each other in that fight at the end. Oh, at the end when he's like, "We're all doing this for the greater good." You guys don't have to join me, and everyone's like, "No, we're here for it." (laughs) You You know, I. I didn't have as much of an issue with it as you did, especially with the Lokis that he brought with him or that were with him at the time because you had classic Loki who has seen some shit and he has had the character development. He's also been alone like I for said, a long with him, time. I'm happy with. But Absolutely. Kid Loki was also technically the only Loki we know of that killed Thor, that killed his brother. Right. And that's why like a lot of the other Lokis were kind of subservient to him because... <laughs> A lot of I wanted him that. to be like Joffrey Loki, you know, like fuck it all up. But he was cool. And but, then yeah. again, dude, Croaky, Crocodile Loki. <laughs> I, I the love that. Little... I liked him when they threw him in the fight. To, and he like, bit the hand yeah. up. <laughs> bit the hand that feeds. <laughs> and then, ah! uh, yeah. So I missed a little chunk in the middle there, but I still hold my opinion at the end of the episode where just. And not to mention, this episode still felt like filler. It was like, here's some Easter eggs for all you guys to have fun with. Here's a big bad monster that uh, just was mysteriously created from chaos and time with no explanation. And uh, we did get old man Loki showing off his powers and showing that Loki could be a lot stronger than he is right now. So that played a good part, you know. But overall, when you told me you were like, dude, episode five was awesome. I was expecting a lot more. Interesting. Just saying, yeah. I liked it a lot. And you also had Mobius teaming up with Sylvie, picking right. her up in the uh, the pizza car. <laughs> yeah, that w- it was good. You know, there were some good uh, scene moments, but at the same time, it almost very little propelled the story at all. Which, Marvel, and- you had an opportunity there, two opportunities. Like, A, you could have had Sylvie, when she landed, fall in the water. And have him pull up on a jet ski to save her. That would have been amazing. Yeah. But I, if what we they got re- one scene with a jet ski, it but realistically, been what they should have done is either put, they should have put him in a red Corvette or like a red racing car. Yeah. And have him pull up and have him like do his thing and just go, ka chow. Ka Oh my God. Lightning McQueen, man. Well, yeah. Why not throw some kind of, e- if you're doing an episode of Easter eggs, it's a multiverse. You, so in one of those multiverses, yeah. he's Lightning McQueen. Right. And the Pixar movies, we know. So and I mean, just buy out Pixar. You're already Marvel, yeah. you know, and that would have been perfect. Uh, I think that would have been amazing. But in any case, so yeah. he he brings, you know, we get the the reunion between 
the Loki crew, plus Mobius and Sylvie. And that's when Sylvie drops the bomb of, I'm going to enchant the beast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. And like you mentioned, that's when you get the whole scene of old Loki, like, stepping up, doing Asgard. Building Asgard. Distracting yeah. them. And the, that, that, that was a badass way to go out, man. It was. You know, yeah. glorious purpose. Yeah. And, and this kind of brings me to my second point. Loki, the main character, seemed to get um, overshadowed the whole season. Um, because I think Owen Wilson, Old Man Loki, Crokey. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I loved it. Arguably Kang. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. It seemed like he was an afterthought in a lot of these episodes as well. Yeah. I mean, to a degree. To a degree, I can see that. But we also got the scene here that I don't want to gloss over of. And again, Loki, he's been his entire life. He hasn't really trusted anyone. And again, the trickster god. Yeah. And... I don't think he's ever really had, outside of Thor, like a true friend. And and even Thor to a degree. Like Except he, maybe his mother. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, even though he got it killed. But Yeah. <clears throat> so you get that before Mobius goes back to the TVA to try to like burn them from burn them down from the inside. Burn the bitches. He like embraces them in a hug. Yes. He's like, Thank you, my friend. Yeah, he sticks out his hand and he's like, uh uh-uh. uh. No, we hugger. We're huggers here. <laughs> yeah. No, that was emotional. That was good. And seeing him in- use the enchantment power with Sylvie was really cool too. So there were some cool scenes, but overall, episode three and five, I think, could have completely disappeared, and we'd still get the same season we got with only four episodes. Yeah. So they enchant Eliath, and he opens the way, and you see a citadel beyond the void. Yeah, and I thought we were going to see that city in the quantum realm for a second. It looked like it real it, quick. It very much looked like the yeah. quantum realm. and there, Which it wasn't. Or it, maybe it could have been, but we didn't get any confirmation. Yeah, at, after yeah. this episode was over, I hopped on Reddit, and I was kind of posting back and forth with a couple different people in the, the Loki subreddit. Yeah. Just kind of theorizing about what this may be, and there were a shit ton oh, yeah, of theories. Yeah. Quantum realm was one of the bigger ones. Um, it the, the list goes on. Yeah, the the list goes on. Yeah, I I've seen some of them, and like there's a theory that each episode represented uh, an infinity stone because of the color tone and the theme of the episode. You know, oh, interesting. Episode three was kind of orange. It was a soul stone. That's when Loki finds out he really has a soul. Uh, it's a cool theory if you look it up. You know, but there's a lot of shit out there about Loki. Uh, episode six, the finale, the, which this is the, the freshest in our minds. So this is the one we're going to spend some time talking about. Yeah. So it's literally called For All Time. And this was kind of the... For All Time Always. For All Time Always. Thank mm-hmm. you. And this was a very interesting way to end a series. Uh-huh. Because... That's one way to call it. <laughs> because you, you had episode five that was a bit more action-packed. And episode six was really not much action at all. No. It was all dialogue. Small little moments, action moments, surrounded by dialogue, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Loki and Sylvie, they end up going into the Citadel, end up walking in, and then, boom, Miss Minutes shows up. And this has been like a pet theory on the Loki subreddit that Miss Minutes has been the big bad all along. Yeah. So the second that, that happened, I was cool. like, oh, my God, please let this happen. Yeah. Because it would have been amazing. Tara Strong just... And I love, love Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. And there's 
like you said before, there is no way they're not going to use Miss Minutes more. Yeah, no, you don't forward. hire a voice actor like Tara Strong unless you're going to use her. Hugely talented. Yep. But she she comes and she says, well, you know, I'm here with, uh, what's his name? The He Who Remains. She's like, I'm. Well, she doesn't even say that, I don't think. She's just like, he wants you guys here. She, he does, has it. she does at the end. Okay. All right. Because I know it's just. He has some big things in store for you guys. Yeah, yeah and she, she tries to, I don't want to say manipulate them, but offers them a deal. Yeah. Like says, hey, you know, he has the ability to power to take you both together, plop you back into a timeline, Yep. and boom, done. Yeah. What like if you got the Infinity Gauntlet, Loki? What if you controlled everything? And that's showing... That's showing Loki's growth is he he says no. He mm -hmm. turns it down because not what he wants to do. I mean, honestly, at this point, all he wants to do is be with Sylvie. Yeah. And that's pretty apparent. But um, yeah. I, I I had been able to tell even leading up to this that when it came when push came to shove, I knew Sylvie wasn't truly she didn't feel the same. No. I don't think. Yeah, no. It you could definitely get a feeling from it and at the same time, I'm still not sold on Loki's redemption at this point. So I looked it up. It was only a week and a half by the time this moment came. And he jumped from a timeline where he was trying to murder New York City for power. Sure. So in a week and a half, we're supposed to believe that his whole redemption arc turned him from mischievous psycho who wants to take over the universe to somebody who offered the infinity gauntlet says no which i can possibly believe because of sylvie but then you know with mobius and the tva and his decision which we're about to talk about soon i'm like i don't know i can't hop on board with that not yet yeah and i mean he also got years of growth yeah lumped into about five to ten minutes which of being able to watch it and i thought that was going to be good but it was such a drastic change by the end of the season that i was like eh. <laughs> you know but then we find the elevator shows up the doors open and we find out that he who remains is yeah. there yeah, so they yeah they end up denying that elevator opens up and it's he who remains, and who is it? Freaking Jonathan Majors. Yeah, terrific actor. Yes, he is. Defy Bloods. I mean, he's been in like. Yeah, no, he's been in some good stuff, which is why I was surprised. I was disappointed with the way he played this part. I loved it. Really, I absolutely loved it. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was annoying. Yeah, and you know, at first it it struck me as. Very, I don't want to say off-putting, yeah. But he was so like, almost like a cartoon character, yeah. like zany, like uh, overflowing with charisma, but to the point that it was almost too much. Right. It's it. I can't find the word for it. Overacting, definitely. Like, the, like yeah. the eating the apple, and that, that's what it came off as. Yeah. Overacting at first, but yep. then you come to realize that he is so goddamn excited because he has been there. For God knows how, yeah, right. like millennia or all whatever. He, all he says is, "I'm old," and we're finally Older. he's he's finally getting to the point where he doesn't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and he is he's ecstatic to find that out. Not only that, but we will most definitely see different versions of how he can act. So I'm uh, excited yeah. to see that. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about that. So yeah. 
so they go in and they sit down with he who remains. And he even says, he's like, I've been called many things, a king, a conqueror, spoilers. (laughs) And he never, he never refers to himself as Kang, but he is Kang. And this was one of the theories that we knew Kang the Conqueror was one of the, or the main villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. uh, Coming out in 2023. And now it makes perfect sense. So this, this series, this Loki series, is the next immediate future. Like, it, this is the next phase of Marvel. Yeah, this is the setup, and it was mind-blowing that they introduced it in a TV show. You know? Yeah, and, and, and it is that they, they would introduce it in a TV show, not on the big screen, but on the silver screen. And it it's so funny because as much as they kept talking about this will be the end... I mean, this is the beginning. Yeah. This is the beginning of what Marvel is going to be now for the next five years. (laughs) Ten years. At least five years at the most ten. Yeah. sure. It's going to be a five to ten year window where Kang is going to be the main protagonist. And like you said, it's going to be many different versions of Kang. And I'm excited because I think Jonathan Majors is a terrific actor absolutely and i think he can pull it off and this this one that we saw like a lot of people were like well this isn't kang the conqueror no it's not yeah it's It's not not supposed to be yet it is a version of him and it is the version of him that has been trying to stop all of like the other shitty bad versions of him from wreaking havoc across the timelines and they have that back and forth and then you know you have loki you can tell Loki like is like we need to slow down. Like, what if he's telling the truth? And Sylvie's like, Sylvie is just hell bent on ending this. Oh, that pissed me off so much. You know, it's like it was just such a cliche. I was really hoping for more depth to Sylvie, but it was really just a revenge mission that we've seen a hundred times before. Yeah, it would have been better if both of them could have stopped and been like, listen. This is the bigger picture at hand right now. We need to consider it. And she was just like, nah, no. Instantly dismissed it. Didn't want to deal with it. Just fuck the universe. She, act, she acts like she cares about people and the people in the TVA, at least to some degree. Oh, you're all variants. You should all know the truth, blah, blah, blah. But when push came to shove, she didn't give a shit about anybody but her revenge and herself. And that really disappointed me at the end. Yeah, and I think... You know, that kind of ties into the conversation they had at the end where they're, they are still both flawed yeah. in their own ways where she, unfortunately, can't trust anyone. Yeah. She can't. That's part of her character. That's part of her being a Loki. Yeah. And then Loki can't be trusted. So it's a, it's a very yin-yang kind of thing where he's pleading with her to believe him, trust in him. Yeah. Yet she can't trust him because she can't trust anyone and he can't be trusted. So it reminded me of, I even made a note uh, back in ancient Greece, uh, Cassandra, the story of Cassandra, who was uh, originally gifted by the god Apollo, who she she could speak true prophecies. She could see the future and she would try, she would plead with people uh, to try to better them, to save them. Yeah. But... The gift came with a curse, so she could speak truths, but her curse was 
she would never be believed yeah, by anyone. No one would believe it. No one would ever believe her, even though she was telling the truth and trying to help people. Yeah, I love Greece and ancient Greece, and I remember hearing that story once or twice. And you know? like watching this, and when they made that whole comment, that back and forth, it really reminded me of that story. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it was interesting, and I think you know the with Jonathan Major's character here of Kang, you know, explaining that what is going to happen. And if this happens, I mean, it's going to be insanity. No, absolutely. This is leading. This is leading directly into obviously the multiverse of madness. It's already been confirmed now that Loki is joining that. So yes. it'll be Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. uh, Scarlet Witch, and Loki. Plus, you're getting Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yep. Later, or I'm sorry, No Way Home later this year. No Way Home. Yeah. And they're already talking multiverse now and that. So this is going to be a very, very interesting couple of years for De Marvel properties. Definitely. And I'm on board for it. But oh, yeah, I, the way this series ended, I'm totally on board for. And I've, I wish I could credit the YouTuber I heard this from. But it would have been really cool if Doctor Strange, the new movie, was named something else like Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. And then at the end of this series, they're like coming uh see loki next in doctor strange multiverse of madness like they hid the name until this because it obviously opens up that movie i mean you know how i mean how cool would it have been if marvel had the and they do have a lot of foresight I yeah mean, they how cool would it have been if they gave all of their movies coming out like they 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 seem like they were being so like apparent yeah and open with it they gave them all placeholder names. Right. And then the second this episode came that, out, it, that's kind within of like a, that week, all a, of a sudden, all of the episode names yep, change, or on the a movie bigger, names change. That's on a bigger scale of what I was trying to say. But yeah, and that's what some guy that... I, it would have been so cool. And there's more theories, but let's get to the end of this episode. Yeah, so yeah. they also, we mentioned, you know, they had the kiss. Dude, which, that kiss was more awkward than if Luke and Leia kissed after they found out they were sister. You know, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I, I, I'll actually agree with you here. It, it didn't feel natural. No. Like, you, you, we've, we've all seen plenty of on-screen kisses with either you have the chemistry or you don't. Yeah. And this is, again, nothing against uh, Sil uh, Sylvie's actor or actress. No. I thought she did a good job. And again, we know Tom Hiddleston kills it, but it it felt awkward. If, it felt forced. And if they honed in on a brother-sister type relationship between these two, I think it would have worked wonders for their chemistry. Well, it is. It's just an Alabama brother uh, no, and no, sister this relationship. Go, so only Marvel could take it <laughs> one step further Alabama. from incest to something even worse because... You're basically found a way to fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not even doing your sibling. You're doing yourself in another world. Somehow that's worse. But if they could have found a way to play off the sibling chemistry, I think it would have worked better for them. Do you think, like, they have, like, like end of the year, like, Marvel Christmas parties with <laughs> all the actors and actresses and, like... Like, Kevin Feige's there, and he's talking. Maybe Tom Hiddleston got, like, shit-faced at the end. Yeah. And he's like, ah, go fuck yourself, Faye. <laughs> and Faye's kind of like, hmm. Yeah, right. I can't. You already did, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Maybe yeah. we'll write about that. Absolutely. But, so, yeah, she ends up killing. Sylvie ends up, after she, she uses a tempad, blasts Loki back to the TVA. She says, oh, what was her line? So she kisses him and then says, yeah, but I'm not you, and then yes. kicks him out, right? Yeah. 
And she ends up killing He Who Remains. And at this point, the branch time timelines start going crazy. Well, that ominous see you soon, too. You know. Oh, yeah. 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 And you see back, <clears throat> shooting back from TVA, it's chaos. Everybody's going nuts. Loki's now running around trying to find Mobius. Yeah. And he's watching. And you can see all the branch timelines going crazy. Mobius is back with uh, B-15. And... Loki ends up running up and warning them, saying, you know, hey, I found you guys. You know, it's it, it, it's all our fault. I found the guy. Who's yeah. the guy that's going to happen? And blah, blah, blah. You know. You know, just just regurgitating it all. And then I thought one of, like, the awesome twists at the end, Mobius goes, who are you? Yeah. And that's when. Wow. You, who are you? And that's when, you know, Loki looks around, and it's still the TVA, but there's the giant dun, statue dun, of Kang. Dun. Yeah. So. You know, he... And he yes, warned them. You know. Yes, she's... You know, Sylvie did send him back to the TVA, but it's too late. The timelines are already changing and branching. That's how motherfucking time travel works, yo. But, and then again, yeah. you know, post credit scene, Loki will return for season two. So <sighs> this is the only... Out of the three we've gotten, so we know WandaVision's done, we know Falcon and the Winter Soldier's done, but Loki will be back for a season two. I feel like that wasn't such a surprise. Like, people are raving about it. But I kind of had a feeling we were going to get a season two of Loki no matter what. People I, have been raving about it since episode one, really. I didn't. I really didn't. With some of the star get, power they pulled in. Like, yeah. with, like Tom Hiddleston is a, you know, I don't want to call him an A-lister yeah. in the in the Marvel Universe, but he's at least a B-lister. I think he would be an A-lister if he wasn't tied to the Marvel Universe. He probably would have done so many more projects, got his, you know. Yeah, he's done a lot of good shit, though. He's a good actor. But, yeah. but, but in any case, I... You know, I thought that they would do the the, tic- the typical more one and done and then move on to the, you know, moving him into the movies again. Yeah. And the fact that they're, I think this this is of, this in of itself is very telling that they would, this is the birth of the new phase of Marvel yeah. happen in this finale. Yes. And they are now green lighting it for season two. So it, Loki is going to be a keystone. And what happens in, like, the next five to ten years of Marvel. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, yeah. And I want to, I'm hoping they branch out, too. Like, I want to see, well, I would love to see, like, Mobius, Owen Wilson's Mobius. I'd so, love to see him in, like, some of the films now. Here's one of my theories. On a jet is, ski. <laughs> does this open up the What If series? This is the beginning of... Of not only multiverse of madness and everything else, but also this is how we get all the individual stories from the What If series that we have coming out as well. You know, maybe. Um, and yeah, that's one thing I wish we saw at the end too. Maybe a cutscene of just like old Mobius on a jet ski out in the Caribbean or something, and maybe gets like teleported from, or the Mobius that got stolen to be in the TVA. Just some random scene at the end in the credits, him riding a jet ski and him disappearing in the jet ski, just drifting off in the water. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it. to me, it's going to happen. There are mm. petitions online. He never to, got to that get, damn jet ski, dude. <laughs> to get Mobius on his jet ski. So the fact that there's a season two, I'm holding out hope. I think it will happen. And Marvel, very, they have their finger on the pulse when it comes yeah. to the community. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they will listen. So I could see it happening. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else, Brian, before we get into our random review scores? No. I think we kept up with it good while we crossed the episode. So, yeah. 
So I believe last time around, last week for Black Widow, you gave your review score first. So I'll yeah. I'll kick things yeah. off this week. So um, I enjoyed this. Uh, compared to WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so in a nutshell, if I'm looking at those three, I still think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the weakest out of the three. I, I agree. I was not... I don't want to say I hated it, but, you know, I really, it was just, I had to get through it. And that's what, that's what Marvel has created. All of the content that comes out, if you don't keep up on it, guess what? You're not going to know what the hell is going on, especially if you're not a comic reader. Yes. And it was okay. Uh, I loved WandaVision. I know you and I differed a little bit on that. Um, I, I thought very, very highly of WandaVision. Yep. And... I enjoyed this as well, but I didn't enjoy this as much as I enjoyed WandaVision. I really didn't. Um, I thought it was good. Tom Hiddleston, I thought, killed it as Loki as usual. Owen Wilson's Mobius, great chemistry there. Sylvie was fine, but I do agree with Brian. The chemistry was not there with Tom Hiddleston's Loki for whatever reason. It could have been the writing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But all of that being said, I'm going to give this a... And I did like it. I honestly did enjoy watching this, and it opened up a new branch of Marvel. I'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10. You know, I thought it was—I thought it was solid. It wasn't like I couldn't get up to a nine because it wasn't like holy shit, this has been amazing. But um, I think it—I think it's solid. So I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of 10. All right, good, cool. I know you your problem about getting it up, so that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You put it there. <sighs> you put it there, and I just had to take it. All right. I expected that. My name Honestly, is Ed, man. I got the ED. 8.5 I put on you right away. I was waiting to see if you would do it, and I had a feeling that you'd give it. Get read it. me like a book. I'll read you like a book. And that binder, man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you did explain a lot. Um, not only the chemistry between Sylvie and Loki. Actually, let me begin with all three of the shows. You're right. Falcon Winter Soldier, weakest. And I do still like WandaVision more than I like Loki. I think until the last episode of WandaVision, I was loving it, and that kind of knocked it down for me. Yeah, Whereas I can see that. in Loki, they had a couple of filler episodes, and not every episode hit for me, so that kind of knocks it a little bit below. I love the future that Loki opens up for the MCU, but Sylvie and Loki's chemistry was just really off to me. Didn't work. Not only that, but Sylvie's villainy if you want to call it that, felt very cliche, one-dimensional, didn't really add a lot except to reveal that the TVA were just variants. That was like the one part she really played. And, I mean, that's not fair because she killed Kang at the end too. So, But her the twist at the end when she couldn't get in line with Loki really threw me off as well. That and Loki's redemption happened really quick, whereas Sylvie's couldn't happen just as quick. That felt a little off. Uh, the filler episodes were cool, but they were also filler. So I enjoyed it like you. Honestly, you explained it really good. I enjoyed it. I like what it opens up for the MCU, but I didn't enjoy it as much as WandaVision. I think I gave that an eight. I don't think you were at an eight. No, I think you were at the sevens. An eight? No, I think you were I gave in the it above a seven point five, but below an eight. Yeah. So I think what I'm gonna. I do was with, in the nines on one. Yeah. So I think what I'm gonna my score on Loki would be a seven point five. Yeah. I did. It was entertaining. I liked it. I don't think 
I didn't rave about it as much as a lot of people out there do, but 7.5 seems fair for it. Yeah, that's solid. So yeah. average, it's about an eight yeah. between us both. So I think that's fair. It's fair. And I, I, I hear I hear where you're coming from on some of it. Um, but all in all, it was it was good. It so was good. This I, is, I thought I liked it. I Really, I reflected, and Taylor was like, do you want to watch Loki tonight? I'm just kind of like, it's late. And I don't really feel like I need to right now. That was episode three and then four. I was like, I'll catch up on it later. So I reflected on that. I'm like, I never really felt the need to jump on Disney Plus and be like, I have to see this episode, which is why I th- thought of that score. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, we've seen the the first three Marvel shows now. They're now completed. We know we have, so what, Hawkeye yep. is coming out later this year. Anything else announced on the for the, TV, yeah, for the TV. I know Hawkeye's coming out, but I, I, I mean, what I if? This, this what if? This but I mean, year, beyond I don't that, think so. Yeah, no, so, those are the two really next ones, I believe. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that that's about all we have to say about Loki. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say before we sign off, and I know it's with your review score maybe a little bit more but there are some people out there that are more so saying that this entire thing this entire show was more of just a device just to get to the, to get to the next phase of the MCU so that's kind of how i feel about it but that's how i feel about black widow as well yeah but with black widow it was just a little bit more fun of a journey whereas loki it was just kind of up and down yeah <clears throat> And I think they're right. I think the whole thing was set up to cross over TV and movies and set up phase five. That's what it is, right? Yeah. I've lost track of the phases at this point, man. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Marvel is just printing money at this point. The way Black Widow ended, the way Loki ended, I am very excited for what we're getting in the future. As am I. As am I. DC, what are you doing? Yeah. It's the most disappointing part of all of this. We're DC fans. Fuck us, DC. <laughs> Come on, DC. Step it up. Yeah. Hopefully Robert Pattinson's Batman's decent. I have a feeling it will be. Yeah, I think so. All right, Randos. This has been Fandom at Random. We are out. We'll be back, though. Woo. Same time, same place. Adios. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow.